Welcome to day 116 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today start our journey through the books of First and Second Chronicles. We're reading First Chronicles chapters 1 through 3 and adding Psalm 49. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. When you watch a movie, you know that at the end of the film, there's a very long list of names of people who worked on the project. They're usually put together in categories or teams based on their expertise or their contribution to making the movie happen. Usually, most people ignore them and walk out of the theater while the list is going by. But once, Debbie and I were at a movie premiere being shown on the Warner Brothers lot. We were sitting behind a friend who had worked on the soundtrack for the movie, but all around us were people from various parts of the industry with their family and friends. Many of them stayed around reading the list of contributions with a great deal of interest, cheering when a particular name they were looking for went by. We did the same thing and shouted when our friend's name went by on the screen. Chronicles, especially these opening chapters, can feel like sitting through a movie in reverse with all the names going past the screen. The chapters for today retell the entire story from Genesis to Kings, from Adam to the captive Judean King Jehoiakim, and beyond, but it tells that story simply in a list of names. In fact, one-sixth of the books of Chronicles are just lists of names. Chronicles is going to retell the story we've already read, but from a slightly different perspective. The Deuterohistorian of First and Second Samuel and First and Second Kings wanted the people of God to face the responsibility for the collapse of Israel and Judah. But the narrator of Chronicles still takes that story seriously, but Chronicles will tell the story to those who endured the exile were set free from bondage by Cyrus the Persian, and are now in Jerusalem wondering if there's any future for God's people. The point of these books is to focus on David and the temple and remind the people of the privilege to have been called by Yahweh and to be part of this people God has led from generation to generation. I find it interesting in our day the growth of companies that can take a few samples of our DNA and then, for a small fee, tell us about our ancestry. There's certainly a natural curiosity about our histories, but sometimes I think these companies may do this and we find them attractive because we want to know if our small and seemingly insignificant lives are part of something bigger than ourselves. This is certainly the case for Chronicles. The narrator wants this small and seemingly insignificant group of remaining exiles living in the rubble of Jerusalem to know that they are part of a story much, much bigger than themselves. They are part of a divine human drama that began with Adam and is still being written through them. It may have looked like the story was about to end with the conquest of Nebuchadnezzar and the fall of Judah, but it was just getting started. One important note about the list of names in these first three chapters. First, notice that the main character is David. And when we get to chapter 4 tomorrow, notice that the list of the tribes of Israel does not begin with Reuben, the oldest of the brothers, but with the primary remaining tribe of Judah. The continuation of the Davidic kingship is going to be for the narrator of Chronicles, the primary sign that God has not given up on God's people. There's one other note for today's text. Interestingly, it's not just the people of Israel or Judah that are included in these lists. The Edomites, who descended from Esau, and the descendants of Hagar and Ishmael are also included. It appears that it was important to the narrator that the people remain aware that their story was still interwoven with the stories of other people. 
The story of Adam and the Arab peoples are also part of God's story. The psalm for today, Psalm 49, is a reminder that wealth and prosperity are not always a sign of blessing. Several years ago, I was a guest preacher at a little country church, and before I got up to preach, a man stood up and sang a special with his guitar. The song was entitled, There Ain't No U-Haul on the Back of a Hearse. The psalm makes the same point, only much more poetically. Wealth is fleeting, and it ought to be viewed as a gift we are given for the sake of others. It's foolish to think that our wealth defines our personal value, and it's even more foolish to make it the focus of our lives, because as the psalmist says, you just simply can't take your wealth with you. Do your best getting through the list of names for today. Perhaps one way to respond would be to make a short list of those people God has used to bless your story and give God thanks today for them. The list continue into tomorrow. We're reading 1 Chronicles chapters 4-6. through I'll talk to you tomorrow.